I just cannot uh, uh, admire those kids uh, who are in the beginning of service when we pick people, we are singing here and we are praying here and things like that. They are somewhere, you know, we don't see them, but we hear them. You know, they, they, they are somewhere here in this building. And when this, this gospel train comes, you know, some of the kids come from, from those holes over wherever they are hiding and, and comes here. And when the train is downstairs, there is approximately 15, 20 kids. Believe me, there is 15, 20 kids on the, when the train, train is downstairs. Maybe, I don't know, was there like a seven kids or whatever. But it's amazing how, how we have these children around us. And it's an it's awesome thing how, how, how they most likely, you have, if you are a father, you have experience how, how they appreciate your, your fa- fatherhood. And, uh, but I, I really enjoy for, for, for kids, I enjoy for life, uh, and uh, uh, that the, they, they make us alive. They, they bring us brings life to the church, you know. Otherwise, you know, this would be a very boring place. There would be just a serious people, like, singing and praying. <laughs> they bring life to us. They, they break our patterns, and, and, and they, they set us free, free to really live for life. So, um, yeah, and, and it, God wants... Uh, also from us, uh, freedom like that. God, or, or maybe I, I said it wrong. God wants, God wants set us free, the freedom like that. Maybe that's a better way to say. And he has, he has approached us to set us free. And he has approached us as Heavenly Father. And, and we can be free before him. We can... We can express ourselves before him as children, uh, children of God. And, and he, he is our father. And we can express ourselves. We can share our life with him as father, as loving father. And, uh, and uh, so happy Father's Day, all of you. But uh, happy Father's Day to our almighty God who has approached us with, with his love. Let's give good hand to our our Heavenly Father, and uh, just to appreciate Him. He really is loving, loving God. Last week, we were talking about God and who He really is. Uh, and today, we will continue talking about God. And if I would have been very smart, I would have talked about the Father aspect of God, but I'm not that smart. So, so we talk about Jesus, who Jesus really is. But it's a quite good sub- subject too, right? It's good to speak about Jesus and who he really is. Uh, we many have experienced Jesus in our lives. And I ask you to think about how you have experienced his changing power in your life. Take, take, uh, when I'm speaking here Think about how you have experienced in your life, in your personal life, how you, how you have experienced God, how you have experienced Jesus in your life, what he has done in your life, how he has changed your life. 
just just th think about at the same time when I'm when I'm sharing here some. Today, when we uh, when we talk about Jesus, I will take two common common understandings about Jesus and compare them with the reality of how Bible reveals him. You know, it's different thing that what people generally are thinking about Jesus than than what how Bible has revealed him, him and his his uh, who he really is. Often people say that Jesus was a good teacher. And, and sometimes they can go even further and say that he is one of the ways. Have you, have you heard about the, those kind of claims? At first, Jesus was a good teacher. It is true. Jesus was a good teacher. Uh, in, uh, in Mark 1.22 reveals, the people were amazed at his teaching. Because he taught them as one who had authority, not as, not as the teachers of the law. So people around him, they recognized Jesus was the good teacher. Jesus, they were looking at him and said, he's an amazing teacher. And especially the authority is something significant in, uh, in him. Uh, so people recognize him as a good teacher. It is even true that uh, his moral teachings has uh, made a great impression and perhaps, perhaps impact around the world in different historical times. Let's say a uh, non-violent non movement was impacted uh, by teaching of Jesus. You know, Muhammad Gandhi, uh, Martin Luther King, and so on. Nonviolent movement. You, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, so, you know, his teaching has impacted and influenced around the world. And people say, like, Jesus was a good moral teacher. His values, what he shared, you know, was something good. We should love each other. But it is interesting that Jesus never claimed to be a good teacher. He never claimed to be a good teacher. He claimed something more controversial. Something that just a good teacher wouldn't claim. Let's read from Matthew 26, 59 to 68. The chief priests were looking for false evidence against Jesus, so they could put him to death. But they did not find any. Then they said, Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, it is as you say, said Jesus. More from, from the John 10.30. When it was asked if Jesus was Messiah, he ends his answer simply saying, The Father and I are one. He claimed to be son of God. He claimed to be one with the Father. Something that just a good teacher wouldn't claim, right? 
I think that it's difficult to accept Jesus as a great teacher if you don't accept him as he revealed himself. God who has come to reconcile us with him. He claims really, or this claims really forces us to process him and who he really is. We have to take a stand. We have to, we have to really make our mind who Jesus is. Jesus Lewis, who was a professor at Cambridge University and once an agnostic, has argued. You, you, you know C.S. Lewis. Uh, these uh, stories of Narnia and so on. You, there is a, they have done movies out, out of them. And so this uh, uh, fine scholar argued, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would not uh, he would either be a lunatic on the level with the man who says he's poached egg, or he would be the devil of hell. You must take your choice. Either this was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for fool or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. Following this kind of re reasoning, Jesus doesn't leave any, doesn't leave uh, any other options for us? To accept him with the living God or then to say that he's a liar who, is tri who try tried to take advance of his followers or, or he's a mentally unstable person who just didn't know what he was saying. Oh, or he really is the Son of God. He is the living God who came to save us. Scriptures has testified, and, and people around him testified, and Jesus revealed himself to be God who came to save us. Generations and generations before Jesus were speaking about this coming Messiah. People were waiting this coming Messiah. When, he, when the time was full and when he appeared, people recognized not his, just his uh, teaching, but the authority of his teaching. He didn't, uh, he didn't benefit from his uh, people from, who were around him. 
He gave for them. Uh, for them. He gave his life for them. He served them. He sowed his love for them. Uh, he approached with mercy and love people around him. He healed people. He went to those people who were nothing. Who were not uh, appreciated. He walked uh, counterculture. With this radical message of love. God has come to save us. Who, who, save something that is, is lost. So his deeds... And, and, and his, uh, how he lived just proves that he, he wasn't some mentally unstable person. He really knew what he was doing. He really knew where he was heading. And people around him testifies that. Scriptures reveals Jesus to be God who came to save us. When it comes to Jesus who has come to save us, some believe that perhaps Jesus is one of the many ways. Jesus is one of the many ways. And it's very uh, uh, nice way to think about today when, when everybody has to have their own, own uh, interpretation of this uh, uh, interpretation of our surroundings. So it's very uh, appealing for us to think that maybe he's one of the many ways, you know. We don't want to... Uh, any. We don't want to confront anyone. So maybe Jesus was one of the many ways. This, this kind of view is called universalism. Simply put, it means that all religions lead us to God. This is very simplifying definition of this uh, universalism. But all, relig all religions lead us to God. But that is not how Jesus revealed himself. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus was very controversial here. He said, I am the only option. I am it. I am the only way to get to know God. You learn to know me, you learn to know God. Nothing else. I am here. I am approaching you. Jesus is the only way. Something that this is an arrogant, intolerant, narrow-minded way to think. 
they point out how some other world religions are more open-minded. They say, I can't believe a thinking person like you would say that Jesus is the only way. Vesa, I just couldn't believe what you just said. I thought that you have even a little bit compassion. But listen, I didn't say it. Jesus did. Jesus said himself, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He claimed that. I'm, I'm his follower. I'm, I just share what he has claimed. I, have, I just share what I have experienced. How can he say that? Simply because he is the only way. He is the only way who did what it takes for us to get peace with God. The other world religions intend to be the way to God. But Jesus is God who came to us in truth being, being the way. You, do you hear the difference what I'm trying to say? He approached us being the way and sharing the life with us. We were created to be to be in relationship with God. When, when we got lost in this relationship, we have, we have just this uh, hunger to have again this relationship with God. We are just doing everything to reach out God. Around the world, people in every ethnicity in all, all, all groups, in, 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 in different historical ages, they have tried to reach out God. But we cannot reach out God. We are so lost. We cannot reach out God with our, with our brokenness, with our blindness. God reached out us in Jesus Christ. It's a huge difference. He came to be the way. We cannot make our own way to, to God. God came himself to be the way. Giving us life. Walking this journey of life with him. He is the way with us. Let's see how Philippians 2, 6 to 11 reveals, reveals us Jesus. 
who be speaking about Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It speaks about God, who humbles himself to become one of us, to be servant, approaches us in love, approaches us in his grace, to show the way, to be the way. And giving his life so that we don't have to stand with our, 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 our sins. We don't have to stand with our shortcomings. We don't have to stand with, with the stain that is in our lives, that poison in our lives and, and the, those wrongdoings what we have done. We don't have to stand with, with, with that in the presence of God, he gave his life as a sacrifice to make peace between us and God. And he, came, he went to the death and took the keys of death. And death, death couldn't hold him. And God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that, every, that, that at that name of Jesus every knee should bow. Every knee will acknowledge who he is in heaven and on earth and unto the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God approaching us. Jesus is God himself who came to reach out us in love to give us life under his reign, setting us free from the reign of evilness by bringing us under the reign of love and justice. The issue isn't will you acknowledge the reign of Jesus. 
The issue is when will you acknowledge Him? Now in love or later in regret when He brings justice? There are a few things what you should seriously consider. You should settle these claims of Jesus. Make a choice. Put your faith to reality how God has revealed himself. Settle the fact that Jesus didn't leave any other option. He is God. He is the only way who has approached you as whole, hum as whole humanity. You as every one of us. He has approached us in his love. He is God, the only savior of the world. His claims must be either true or false. He doesn't give any other options. He's challenging us to life-changing process with his claims. Notice that he never meant to be just a rational decision, but the reality where our life will change. John 8, 31, 35. Jesus said, the people who believed him. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answer him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. But the son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Do you hear what Jesus is saying here? He said, he said those people who believed to him, he, he said, If you hold my teaching, you really are my disciples. If you really leave out what I'm calling you, you to leave out, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Then you really learn to know me.
and I will set you free. When he says the son belongs to the family forever, he speaks about his authority to set, set us free. That there comes time that this, uh, there, there comes time that there is no room for sin, there is no room for evilness, there is no room for our shortcomings. There comes time. And if we belong to his family, if we belong to his family, he will set you free. He will set us free. And we will be free indeed. We taste freedom already now. In this time, many of us, we have experienced this freedom already now. I asked you to think about that how Jesus has changed your life, how you have experienced this freedom. Think about that. If you have experienced it, think about it. Many of us, we have experienced this life-changing freedom. And there will be time. There is, there is no, any room to our shortcomings. That we are totally free. There is no pressure. There is no fight. There is no battle, inner battle. There is no battle with our selfish desires. There will be time that we are totally free. He will come and set us totally free. He will come and, 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 and he will bring his kingdom, the rule of his spring. Uh, his kingdom, total fulfillment of his kingdom. We are tasting that freedom already now, but one day we are fully living it. It is not just reasoning. It is the reality of life. Reality of life's changing presence and peace of the Almighty God. Let, the re let this reality of Him, His truth, His way, His life reign over you, reign over us. Let Him be the Lord of our lives. Let Him reign over our, our sins. Let him reign over our shortcomings with his grace and forgiveness. Let him reign over our hurt, our pain, with his healing power. Let him reign over our hopeless situations with his eternal hope. Let him reign over our aimless life with his meaning and eternal, eternal destiny. Let him be our almighty God, who is Jesus, who is God, 
and who is the way. Let him be our way. Now we will worship God. We will celebrate God. We will celebrate Jesus by sharing those experiences, sharing this life-changing power, how Jesus has changed your life. There will be open mic. I, you, you can come to share how Jesus has changed your life. You can share not now with this fellowship, with, with, with your brothers and sisters, your experience. As I said, this, it wasn't just some kind of rational reasoning. Even, even I, 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 I sort of uh, challenge you with rational. Who wants to come to share how Jesus has changed your life? What do you have experienced?